1: X Pac One Two Three Sixty, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new
2: day is dawning for
1: DX. And now, hey, your host, to?
3: Sean, X Pac Welcome. In.
4: Welcome to X Pac One Two Three Sixty, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have an incredible guest, old friend of mine. And we're going to be talking talking to him in just about two minutes. But right now, I just want to do the obligatory introductions. <laughs> on the couch, we got Jimbo. What up, Sean? How you doing? I'm great. Next to Jimbo, we got little baby Lula, who can't talk. <laughs> and Denise Salcedo sitting, sitting next to Jimbo. Hey, guys. And over here at the table with me is TK Trinidad. What's up? And on the phone right now... Is my longtime friend and one of the one of the all time greats, um, and just great overall entertainers, uh, and just strictly inside the uh, inside the ring, uh, pure wrestlers I've ever seen. Uh, William Regal joining us on. The yeah. Time. Hello. Hey man, thank you oh, for taking the time out today. I what? was
3: listening to that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and it said interviews with superstars past and present where do i fit in there because i'm sort of just creeping on for dear life in between the two
4: yeah but 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 steve and some and i'm, I'm just going to call you steve because that's what i called you since day one is that okay with you yeah certainly <laughs> i already asked him last night <laughs> no but oh crap do you know uh, remember th- when we first met well, the, the, I was just going to say that because I ask people that a lot on on the show, and and uh, I'm glad you asked me this time. And I'm pretty sure it was in the airport, wasn't it? No, no. I thought it was an airport no, no, when we, WCW guys. No, the, and- first, the first time we met was in a hotel in Germany. Um, we were,
3: I was there with WCW, so this was. Hello. Uh, and you were there with, with the WWE, and we ended up sort of, we were all going to the gym at different times, but we, we passed each other, and you'd not long had match with Bret Hart, on, I'd seen it on Raw, said I'd, I'd really enjoyed the match, and that was the first time we met, and I forget where in Germany, but it was in the hotel.
4: I thought, see, I thought it was we were passing, we were passing each other in the airport. And I, like, the, the my first major memory, see, back when we met each other in Germany, like you're talking about, I was probably so messed up, I, I you know, uh, things were a bit sketchy that period of time for me. But I do remember, uh, like, my memory is uh, us all meeting up somewhere, like an airport or something. And I just remember you guys coming up to me, especially you and and talking about that match, the match I had with Brett. And, and you know coming from you, Steve, that was a hu- that was a huge compliment, man. And and, and Finley uh, gave me the same compliment that day.
1: At this time, you were still in WWF, yes. and they were all in
4: WSW. Yeah.
1: So that was ah, huh. kind of yeah cool for you to see rival company yeah. giving you credit
4: because because Steve, I the my um, what I knew of you was from Rip Rogers and uh, Mike Shaw, aka Norman, a lunatic, aka Mark Singh, That 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 knew you oh, from when
3: I when I knew him. Um, what was he called? Klondike Mike.
4: Oh, uh, Klondike Mike. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, I met him in bugger.
3: 1988 in Hamburg, in Germany, at the catch tournament there, and he was there as Klondike Mike. Yeah.
4: And Rip Rogers, and and see, we were working for GWF, which was this company. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It was like on uh, TV out of Dallas. That, Yes, I, 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 I remember reading about it. Yeah. Well, they had this. I won the. I won their light heavyweight tournament, and uh, they had talked about. I don't know if it was Pedicino or somebody talked about you coming in for that, and and I remember Mike Shaw going, "He's not a junior heavyweight. Like he's really young, Steve Regal, but he's not a junior heavyweight. He's a big guy." Mm. I, there was some some little
3: things about backwards and forwards with that. I remember at the time, but it never really came to much. Uh, but yeah, I can remember that. You see, I knew Rip. Rip came over to Germany in 1992 and spent the, the nearly seven months with us there. And it sort of... Uh, we, I, I ended, we just ended up sort of being with each other all the time. So that was our new Rip and our new Mike from the years before. And, and that's how I first met Scott when I first met Scott in nineteen eighty nine in
4: Bremen. Right, Scott Hall. Uh, uh, oh,
3: okay. Yes, yeah, Scott Hall, yeah. So that that was you'd meet a lot of fellas in that in that European scene, you know, they'd come over for little bits here there and everywhere or we'd, we'd sort of bump into each other different places. And the so, Godfather
4: yeah. was there too, right?
3: Yes, but not when I was. Oh, I no. had met him because no. Um, I know I was in Hamburg and the, like we, we would go over, because the, 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 it was great working in those tournaments, you know, working the same place for six weeks at a time. The only thing that was hard work was what do you do? Because right. you can only go to the gym once, you know, there's like so much you can do, and it was filling time, and so at least once in the tournament, we would drive over to Hanover, because like Dave Taylor and all my friends were there, so I'd go over, and that's where I met Charles. Uh, the Godfather was, because he was. This would have been probably 1990. Yeah. I went over to see Dave, and he was there then, so I got to meet him. But yeah, no, he was never there. We were never in the same place in Germany.
4: I'd not to. I don't want to jump jump ahead too far from from the thing, but the Godfather thing with with him offering you the 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 uh, the, the ladies, and you accepting and walking out of the ring is one of the funniest and greatest <laughs> things I've ever seen on television. <laughs> it's it's a it's a weird
3: thing, right? I did that for about about five weeks before they shipped me off to the to the nuthouse, and uh, I, I can't remember hardly, and you know, and there's nothing nothing clever about that, or you know, nothing I'm proud of. But it's the one saving grace of that part of my life that I can't remember much about it. So
4: you're talking top-
3: like an unbelievable memory. I don't know why, but with I can't remember what happened ten minutes ago, but I can remember <laughs> all these things. Yeah. And, great detail except for probably, it's a bit blurry between like end of 97 and the end of, until the end of 98.
4: I can relate. From man. 99
3: onwards 99 onwards it was all back to normal again so.
4: I can definitely relate. Speaking of nut houses, you and I went to the same one.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I believe we did. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Shout out yeah. to Talbot Recovery Center in, in the Atlanta area. <laughs> but you know, i since you brought that up, Steve. Since you mentioned it, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, except for the fact that um, you've done amazing. Like uh, uh, as far as like people want to call it recovery, or, or however they want to do it, and you kind of did it your you own know, way. Well,
3: I, everybody's different, and right? you've got to do whatever you've got to do. I, I'd had enough. I sort of, I didn't drink till I was twenty-five. I didn't do anything at all, you know, like, it was just, it was just not in, something that I did it, all the time. I used to be out, I left home when I was 60, and I was in nightclubs every night after work. I lived in a resort area where there was, within a mile walk of my house, there was 52 nightclubs and over 300 bars, and I was <laughs> in one of them every night, and I never drank, I never did, you know, I just, I just liked going out. Right. So it was, it, it until I came to America and I sort of, started whatever I was doing and then it ended up doing a bit of this and a bit of that and then it ended up starting taking a lot of pain pills and a lot of everything else to you know and it just sort of I I coped with it for a while and then like the last few months of 97 and 98 were a complete mess and then once I'd I'd had enough I just had enough of it you know I tried myself to stop a few times in that period of time and uh, it was it, it, it's like I'd had enough, and I went in there, and I, I, you know, I don't buy into it. You know, I don't shy away from the fact that I've got no faith in anything, or any, you know, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Right. But I think it's just a matter of you've got to find whatever works for you. And I, and, and personally, for me, it was just stop making excuses.
2: Because yeah.
3: that's all it is at the end of the day. When you can stop making excuses for yourself, you'll just you'll pack it in. And I'd had enough, and I was just like, you know, sometimes you, you just got to go, like, that's stop, stop yourself. And I hate to say it, but a lot of these places will give you nothing but excuses as to why you, you, stay the way you do. Sure. Well, your dad, your your mom was this, or your dad was a workaholic, or it's nonsense. You got to just take responsibility for yourself. I don't care what, what you grew up with. What you know, there's a, there's a point where it's just you've got to just go stop it just just behave yourself you know what i mean like stop wasting away thinking about everything that you've done or it's like you know i always say don't you know and i, tr- I, I just don't regret what i've done it, 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 it's just I, I was told this a very long time ago if you live in the past you die every day
4: amen and it, it, it,
3: and and if, you, if you've done the kind of stuff where you've got something to you just eat yourself up with it, which will just cause you to yeah. start feeling sorry for yourself, give yourself more excuses, and then just do something else, right? And and that's just what it is.
4: Yeah. Well, so people that it, it, people it, that it don't is what it is. people that don't have anything going on in in, in the now time and the present, like, are, are the people that like that that keep going back there, and and it's such a well, bad place to go well, sometimes. I
3: a, yeah. I mean, I I'm lucky you know I had a, a, a very Incredible wife, and uh, you know I've been married 31 years in November, yeah. and you know she stuck by me and had, and the family and that. So, and and, and luckily for me, people knew me, give me a lot a lot of extra chances because a lot of people. It's like when I came to the the WWF at the time, right. to the first time, I got let go from WCW because I was a mess, and they should have let me go a long time before they did. I mean, I'm not under any illusions. I don't blame any They did the right thing. Eric was always good to me when I was good, and he looked after me, and when I wasn't, he should have got rid of me. Yeah. Um, I went, I, but I got hired instantly to the WWF, and, and people there didn't know the trouble, you know, they didn't know about the problems that I had. They figured it out pretty quick.
4: Yeah. Um, but, well, I mean, you are right. I was given right.
3: opportunities straight after, you know, because yeah. as soon as, like, I left, I, I went into into rehab and you know after 10 weeks in there I'm I'm, I, you know I got out one day and I messed up and I was like that was what that was the last step for me that was the time when I just went okay that, that's it stop yeah. it, just stop making excuses and that was the end of it that was just that was it from then onwards it never, it's never been a thing since um you know I've been suspended a couple of times but it certainly wasn't for any of that stuff and I know you sure. know about it yeah. you can back me up Nobody, nobody's ever seen me in like that or any problems with any prescription drugs, or any any street drugs, or any drinking, or anything. It's other stuff. Um, so it it was it was just I'd had enough, and then I got opportunities again. Like as soon as I came, like WWF didn't have to put me in rehab because they didn't do that stuff at the time. Right? It, it, you know, WWE they looked after me. Um, they. Even when, they, like after 10 weeks, that the program, as you know, the program's like 15 weeks there or something. They said, we'll continue to pay for it, but, you, you know, we're going to let you go. You can come back. And that was the, I was told you can come back when you sort your life out. Right. And I, I, I came out and straight away, within a few weeks, I got a call off uh, through somebody to, from, from Eric Bischoff, I've heard you've straightened yourself out. Do you want to jump back here? So... I had a lot of chances because I put a lot of work in before that. the people knew I'd been through a bit of something, and and I just got carried on after, you know, and and, and it's been like that ever since, you know. I mean, it's uh, just one of those things, right? But that 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 was what it was for me. Just stop making excuses. Sure. I can't say that's going to work for everybody because I had a I had a stable home life. I had a you know I had I had always had people around me who, you know i don't know what it's like to have to i can't imagine when somebody's not got nothing and then you, you know what else can you do you know what i mean sure. like you, you, you've got to, so i i can only speak for me i'm not one of these people who's gonna say you've got to do this so you have to do that I, I, I don't know
4: well i remember you telling me back then that um and it might have been the first time you came in was uh you're at uh, jeopardy of losing your work visa or your green card or however that went right
3: yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just life was a mess, yeah. and that was what it was. And it was, it is what it is, right? You know, you sure. go through. People ask me now, why? Why did you do all that? And I, honestly, I, I was just looking for something that wasn't there.
4: Yeah, it, I just, you, you, just. And
3: you know what that's like? You get everything yeah. you want by the time you're in your mid twenties, and then you go... Well,
4: now what? Okay, I've got that. <laughs> where, now what? Yeah.
3: And and being being in your mid twenties is like, you know, you want to explore and you want to do this and you want to. It's like. To do and oh that just yeah. happens to be there and let's have a go at that for a while and it, it is what it is right and it, it takes sometimes people never get out of it and sometimes you, you snap out of it some people need a a, a system or a, a crutch to, to lean on to, to to get through it and good for them you know if it works for you Whatever well, it works for you just get, get get yourself through it
4: it's just and, amazing uh, to me man it's just amazing to me because you know most people have to go the way of like going to AA meetings and 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 all of that, and if and that's what works for them, that's great. I just I'm that's so great, yeah. I'm so impressed by how by how you just like said, "F it," and and this is how it's going to be from now on, and that's how it's been, and I'm just like it. because yeah. like back then, Steve, I was, um, you know, I was doing well, but I felt, you know, obviously a couple years later when once I left, I felt felt really hard and it took me damn near a decade to you know start pulling myself back up but uh, at the time I was you know it was it was sad, it was sad because like uh, you know I remember you were right driving with me at the time yeah we were all kind of traveling together but
5: well yeah.
1: Yeah. being on drugs I mean, that it's weird, sorry I just say this but this is a this
3: was a real great test for me when I had my big neck operation 2 years ago just about, just about two years ago and I had like four discs replaced in, in my and in I woke up from that and the doctor was there and he said look you, there's no way you can't take pain medication in you pain for the next several weeks you know because it could get on a big you neck know, and all that was fun. I, hey, work, Steve? Steve? I, I took as minimal amount as possible and, and I could not work that stuff I was like just get off it, and I, like after three weeks, that was it. I'd stop. I stopped taking all that stuff as well, and it's a,
2: yeah.
3: you know, like that was getting monitored and all that other stuff and, and whatever else. But it was just, I've got to get off it. You know, like, I don't want to. I don't like feeling like this anymore. And I was glad because it was a thing going in like, you, there's no way you're gonna get through this without that. You know, like, um and so it was just a, it was a thing, and that was it. And I was, I was like, yeah, I've like. There's no excuse. There's no reason to take this stuff. Just get off it. You don't like it. Absolutely. And I, 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 why, why was I taking that stuff for? You know, for that. Especially, I like, was an 18 month period when I was taking ridiculous.
4: Hey, Steve. Oh, yeah. Steve, we're having a little bit of trouble with your signal. Oh, okay.
3: Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah,
4: I can now. Yeah, totally. I'm not sure what happened, but it's just I don't think very well. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I was going to ask, when you were using, did that affect your performance in the ring or because you've been wrestling since you were 15, it was just autopilot? You could just go?
3: Um, uh, it It's, you know, I, I don't watch anything from that time period. I don't watch a lot of my stuff anyway. Um, because I, I just go. I didn't do that. well? You know, even the best of stuff that people talk about, I go, yeah but I should have done that then why didn't I do that you know so to watch anything from that time period but I, I know I got through um, there's times when you know it would be a, a, an all day conversation of, there was times when I'd, I'd actually certain periods especially some that I had with Bill Goldberg where I know I've been accused of being there uh, the reason i can remember what happened in that match and exactly that it's not what it, it's been made out to be is that i i had tried my, i had stopped taking anything and which was probably not a smart idea just to cold turkey or stuff but i was i would had stopped purposely for like a good five or six weeks before that match and uh, it, it's it's one of those you know things like that that i remember like and going through the to the getting off the stuff so i can remember exactly what happened um, there's certain times when you you, you you try getting through that stuff, and that's the problem. As anybody can tell you, you try stopping it, and you just get violently ill. And I mean, so that's it. It is somewhat of an excuse, but you just keep taking it, you know, just because you can't, and, and it ends up getting worse and whatever else. But um, I was just on autopilot. I mean, there's a there's a match I had in '97. I'd been in a real bad car wreck the day of... Um, so I'd had this... I remember in 97, I'd had this really bad car accident on the, on the day of the show. Um, and I wasn't... And that, again, that was another time when I was, I was completely and utterly sober. Um, I was coming back from the gym and I pulled up at the stop sign and I look in the, in the rear view mirror and I see a car barreling towards me at ridiculous speed. And he just run right into it, just hit me from behind. There's a couple of other people in the car, and we flipped. Um, And I had a match that night, and now obviously I must have got some kind of concussion. I don't remember anything until two days later. And I heard that I was, like, walking around incoherently at the show, and then I went out there, and it's one of the few times I did watch the match to, to find out how did I manage to do a match? Well, you, you were asking about doing stuff in, 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 in sort of autopilot. Yeah. And and I had I, I this match and it was it was okay, you know, like, but I I can't even remember for two days afterwards. So, yeah, I think I just got by on being able to do what I can do, right? You just sort of get a sort of, uh, if you if you ask know what you're doing, you can get by a lot of the times, which is uh, not a good thing yet. I think it would have been better if I had a, fail miserably a lot more people probably would have got me to 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 stop doing what i was doing a lot quicker
1: well you mentioned the situation with goldberg have you had any contact with him since he's come back to the wwe
3: absolutely not no um it is the thing you can believe what you want to believe i've told this story over and over again, I've written about it. I, I, it's never changes. My side of it, the only thing that's ever changed on my side of it, is the dates. Um, I, I, at one time, I thought it was it had happened a, a few months after it, I, and I, I may have put that in my book. That it happened at a certain time in The story, because I, I was, conf- I, I know exactly what happened. Um, I know what I was told by. And, uh, what, I was told by the, the agent in charge of it exactly what to do and, and Bill seems to have forgot this he was as well and we went through it and we did it and he, he sort of throws up he came out if anybody thinks that I was please just watch it and watch it with somebody who knows what what uh, you know submission see resume, I've, or any, anything. I've seen it if, if you think that I'm doing anything anything but a completely like I mean putting him in I, I've had a have had a few scuffles in my time, real yeah, ones. I've, and I've never it. tried to I've never tr- I've never tried to put people in a in, in in like or give them an uppercut. You know what I mean? It's, right. It just Doesn't make any sense. If you watch it, it's just me trying to get through. And anyway,
4: it's obvious when you the watch H- it. H- when, you know watching, when you know what you're watching. When you know what you're watching, Steve. Like like I I knew like I I could tell that what you said happened is exactly what happened in there just by watching it.
3: So the agent in charge, Eric Eric came out and he was screaming at us. And and I was waiting for the agent to to, to say, like, well, that's what I told him to do. And I looked at him. I said, I'm not going to say, well, he told me because that's just the way I am. right? Right. I don't, you know. And he just buried his head in the paper and didn't say anything. So I've I've kept that person's name out of this, this entire 20 years or whatever it is. It's up. To, it's up to that particular agent to, if he wants to tell the world what he did, that would solve all this mystery and all this anybody, any problems. But I, 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 unfortunately, I'm just one of those people that's not going to say it was him. Sure. Um, he, he knows who it was. And and the thing that the only problem I have, and this is not a, because I like I I really like, I always liked Bill. I always thought the world of Bill. Um. I, I always did So and and I've always said that I'm envious or whatever. And that, uh, you know me, Sean, very yeah. well.
4: Have you ever heard me? I'd be envious or
3: jealous of anybody.
4: Not ever. A, not once in my. Not once in the not entire once.
3: time I, I've I, ever known. Honestly, of. I I just it's not in me to be that way. I, I, it's not. It's not something that I even. Th- I, honestly, it's just one. I, I I don't have that. I'm not a competitive person, so I don't care if it's anybody's. You know, I understand what this business is.
4: I've never seen you be anything but happy for other people's success in our industry.
3: So for him to say that, that's a... But the thing what bothers me is the problem. Me and him know a lot of the same people. Why hasn't he just just called me up? Right. I, I have sent messages through people. Look... Tell it to, uh, you know. Tell him to call me if there's a problem. Just talk to me, and we can go through it. Because you've obviously, I, I get it. You might have forgot what happened, and 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 it's become something else in your head. But or, or I'd say just, just tell him I'll sit and watch it with him if he wants, and he can bring anybody he wants who's somewhat of an authority on what we do and sit and watch it with us, and then talk it Anyway, it's if if it just so I I don't have a problem with it at all. It's it's not even worth thinking about. Right. But I know it gets brought up a lot, and people want to make something out of it. And but you're asking, did I see him when he when he came to work this time? To be honest, no, because my my work sort of takes me. I'm not really around the main show, so it just happened that we weren't around each other. Yeah. WrestleMania this year was the first time that I. Actually, and I saw you there, Sean. It's yeah. the first time I was never, and I'm never backstage because there was no reason for me to. And there's that many people backstage and people there. I, I just went in the family box and watched the show and, and just left with everybody else. Yeah. And it, it, that was, you know... I, I, so I have no problem, and I'll never say I've got no problem with Bella apart from the fact that I wish you would have just called me because there's mm-hmm. no reason... If I've got a problem with somebody, I'm not going to go on... Talk about it on this show. I'm not gonna go and talk about. It. I'm not gonna. Rot. I'm just gonna call them up, or wait till I see him and front them up about it.
4: Yeah, everybody's that's that's always trying. Everybody's always trying to stir shit up. I think Jimbo's over here trying to stir that shit <laughs> up right now.
5: Um, I do have a question. So you said after rehab, you signed up for a five-year um, random drug uh, yes. drug screening. Did anybody yeah. ever like ask you for those drugs, like the tests or anything like that, or they just kind of took you at your word? And it's like okay, he signed. They up. took me at my
3: word. No, I, I signed up for that. Um, excuse me a second. I'm outside and there's a group of people walking past. Um, I signed up for that purposely because I thought I'm going to have to prove this to somebody. Right, so I I was on a call at any time anywhere I was that they could call me and say right go and take it and tell me where to go. So I just needed I I just wanted some kind of proof because I knew I, it was over. Yeah, you know it's it's a sure. It's a it's a weird thing when you just go yeah it's, it's, it's enough. But I know other people might need some proof. Yeah, never okay. for any, it's not but I still I still kept it up myself. I still kept going, and I still kept it up myself, and and uh, I did it for the full five years when I left there, and and, I, and and the records are all there if anybody ever needs to see them. So.
4: Well, I can I can verify uh, at least a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, we traveled of that.
3: together the whole time, right? That's right. As soon as I came here, we we were traveling together. Yeah. Yeah,
4: before we traveled together before you got better and after you got better.
1: Did you yeah. notice a difference in him? Oh
4: my God, it was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that's a real cliche thing for me to say. It's amazing, but yeah, it's it's just you can't even believe the difference, man. It was just, and 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 uh, you you remember the time, by the way, where um, after you got better and you were driving driving with me, and there was this guy, uh, Tommy Black. And he was like the the writer, and and I was smoking a joint in the in the car, and uh, and then like they let him go or something, and he told on me. And uh, Jim Ross and Stephanie brought us into the, uh, brought us into the office at TV, and they, they dressed me down, and I felt, I was so ashamed because you were in the, they made me feel so ashamed because you were in the car with me. <laughs> I can't remember. No, you don't. See, that
3: was one thing, the one thing you never have to worry about with me was that, that smoking joke, because that wasn't, right. I never, not my thing at all, you
4: know. Yeah, that was the thing, was, is because, uh, yeah, you were, you were like, I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. That's not my deal. No, it never was. I'm never.
3: I'm no interest in that. I yeah. never had that. that. That wasn't my nothing at all to do with
4: that. But no. Steve, you're these days, like um, your like your job, it, it brings you to a lot of places that are not WWE. Yes. And that's a. I think that's fantastic. And it's really like uh, it's it's brought an aware. You showing up to all these places really helps these these promotions and it brings an awareness to, to independent wrestling. I think that's uh, that's pretty cool, man.
3: Well, I mean, there's a lot of incredible stuff going on out there, right? Yeah. And we know because we come from different worlds when we were younger. So there's, there's a lot of wrestling out there and there's a lot of really good wrestling. And then there's people that, you know, you can that you think are, are do really well here. And then there's people that in time would do well here. And then there's people that, you know, people ask me, like, they all want to come in and, and what, what are you doing you know well if I was you I, this is just my opinion I'd stay doing what you're doing for the next several years because you're yeah. only going to get better doing it you yeah. know like it, it's 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 not everybody's cut out to be at a certain like young age or yeah. you know everybody's different and like I, I enjoy watching all that as long as there's effort I love all kinds of wrestling as long as there's effort involved Yeah, and people like people ask me for can you, you know the, the usual thing right have you got any advice? And I go well. A lot of the times, I have no advice because I can. You're doing things that I couldn't do. I yeah. think, you know, a lot of people might think because of the style I do, I do certain. So, it's only because I couldn't do any of that. Was still, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like so. I worked on what I could do. Like I, my diving days finished when I was 21. I, I did a dive over the top. I used to do that dive over and somebody didn't catch me, and yeah. I hit the floor and like really dislocated the shoulder badly, and I went right. That's the end of that. So it was just strictly ground game, and, and you know, and doing the physical stuff, and trying to make that look as good as possible. And then, you know, the the having the big interest in all the entertainment, yeah. and growing up around a lot of entertaining wrestlers in England because it was always fantastic. You know, I don't like to term comedy wrestlers because they were more than that. They were they were really. But I little so when I became a character in WCW, and then from then onwards, whenever I needed it taking little bits of stuff and what the, 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 you know my only interests in life were British wrestling um, and then the um, British comedy but a lot yes. of it's from like stuff that nobody's seen because people say oh you mean Monty Python no this is stuff from like the 1950s and 40s and old right. films and stuff so it's like little facials from there and little bits from there and, and then adding my own little twist to it and my own little stupid sense of humour to things and so It was only, I I remember having a conversation, this is weird, with Jeff Hardy about 15 years ago. And I used to think of some of these things and and I'd never seen them. And and I said to him, you know, if you stood on the top rope and picked somebody up across, like across your body, you could do somewhat of a, like a moonsault out and like land on them. And now I see people doing that on. Like on the run, like a Spanish fly in the ring. Oh yeah, yeah. Trevor Lee does it. All I, the time. I, like, I, I, how have they ever got to this kind of level? I marvel at it because, like, my favorite—the thing that changed my life as a wrestler was watching. In 1978, I, I loved wrestling from being my earliest memories. Every Saturday night, well, Saturday, tea time at four o'clock, it was British wrestling was on TV. But in 1978, I saw Mark Rocco against Marty Jones, mm-hmm. and that match is on YouTube. um and they were doing. They they were so far advanced on that the stuff that, and and so aggressive and like just the moving around with that. They had this really, and they sort of set a standard for this really technical, aggressive. What really what became the cruiserweight style? Like you know, I know, yeah. Dynamite and Tiger Mask get the, the the credit for that. But if they were doing it two years before anybody had ever seen, those those fellas do it.
4: Yeah, well, Ty- if you go
3: back and watch watch Dynamite, then Dynamite was still like a 16 year old kid doing very yeah. traditional british style he wasn't doing what they were doing and he would have been influenced from them and then Tiger Mask came over to England in 79 as Sammy Lee and he had his his style but then he started working with Rocco a lot and so they had that he had to step up the aggression and it sort of went back to Japan. and, and so but is he, that he why you
4: brought these Is that why you brought I used to, Is that why you brought sorry. Mark is that why you brought Rocco in as Black Tiger because of the the stuff they did in England? Yes. Okay
3: yes that was his number one you know his, his favourite opponent so it was um, sorry it, wasn't, it was his favourite opponent when he was in England obviously Dynamite was related but when he was in England he loved wrestling Noko and, locker, and then he just brought out that you know they sort of developed this style over it. but I used to watch those two and go oh, God, I don't want to be like that well there was another thing to my To what I'm under no illusion as to why I'm here I'm, I was born at the right time which, because I have no ability for this whatsoever, zero. I've had to learn every little bit of it, agonized over learning it. I've got no athletic ability, none at all. I was just a, a kid that wanted to do this with a great desire. And luckily I found a way in by going to a carnival and getting in that way because you couldn't get into wrestling. There was no wrestling schools.
2: Yeah.
3: I'd never heard of a wrestling school until 10 years after I was already wrestling. <laughs> so it, it was like your dad, you're either your dad was in it, or, you, 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 or you're an amateur wrestler, which is very, very little amateur wrestling in Britain at all. It's only localised, certainly not where I got, but I wanted to be a wrestler. So I used to go to boxing and judo, and I was worthless at both of them, but it got me somewhat fit and somewhat learning how to take falls and have good footwork with the boxing which and then i started hanging around the carnival and got into the wrestling that way but i had no ability i was rotten but i worked on a little crew where they they didn't expect much they did little shows so I, I, and i worked you know ridiculous amount of shows a year in the summer season know, minimum of 10 10 shows a week so for 20 weeks of the year you know like but working with people who were better than me slowly but surely yeah. And so by the time anybody saw me, the first matches you'll ever see of me, I was 18 on TV in England. I was wrong. but I was a lot better than I was the year before, you know, and it, yeah. it slowly got better and better.
5: So Is this I'm when you were the mass destroyer? Why
3: I'm here, right? Because I worked all the time. I can't do what these fellas can do nowadays. I, 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 and I always wanted to do like these really, I used to watch... That, that Rocco and people and, and Finley and that and go, God, I wish I could do this stuff they can. I can't do any of that stuff. All I can do is work on what's good for me. And what I, I, I sort of found my niche doing aggressive wrestling because I, I can do all the fancy wrestling in the world because that's what British wrestlers are trained at.
4: And don't but, ca- don't call it chain wrestling.
3: <laughs> don't call it chain wrestling. No, that's that, that sounds that's, like but a I can do all the all the nice pr- pretty wrestling in the world, but it it, it it's, like I, my thing was to make it look a bit more whatever, and then do the entertainment and, and all that stuff. So uh, I marvel at all the. This is a long-winded thing to get back to when I, I go to these shows now and I'm watching these fellas do these unbelievable things. I, I just like. But the is 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 one problem that I see nowadays is where's it going to keep going? Because like there's, there's that much good stuff. It's like at one time one good match would stand out for six months, now you've forgotten about it three days later, yeah. right? because there's another one just as good come along, you know, like it's weird isn't it, that much good stuff now if you if you watch the world like we do, yes, and you're going my god, where is it going to keep going, because there's only so much you can push the human body to do yeah, but that's what we keep thinking it's getting that limit now, isn't it yeah, But like, that, so I where I that... you go, I, I, I'm not envious of anybody, I, I wouldn't know where the only thing I could do was, if I'm looking at it and I go, well I, maybe you could do a Try this or try that, but it's it's like these these fellows now and these ladies now they've got to keep it's such a high standard which is in, which is incredible really yeah. that it's come this far, but they've got to keep it up and they've got to keep trying to you know how do how do you stand out in this day and age? It's it's, it's difficult,
4: right? Right. It's like we were sitting there at, at PWG. And and uh, I'm pretty sure I told you when that when Brian Cage was was getting ready to go to the ring, I looked at him. I'm like, yeah. if I had to yeah. if I had to start now, I think I don't know, I don't even know if I'd start wrestling. That guy does more stuff, and he's and he's like 270 pounds, solid muscle, yeah. and he does more athletic shit than I've ever done or even thought about doing in my entire life. I'm just yeah. going, what? So yeah, it's t- to your point. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like they can top this. But it seems like eventually things all, always get topped. I don't know how, but I, I'm They're, pretty sure they always
3: do. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's, it's getting to a point where it's, I mean, it's it's so condensed now that the 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 quality and like the the matches and and then the the show. It's just like, it's, wow. It, it seems to be just you know, it really is like. I mean, the the, the last. Yeah, look how many incredible matches there's been. But after a while, you, you said, Okay, list your top 10.
2: Yeah. And then you
3: go, Oh, God, where, where do you start? You know, and that's, yeah. it's just going to get, for the next few years, it's just going to keep on that path, right? But well, then there's going to be a day where you just can't, you've got to figure something different out. And it's the ones that figure, like, that's what you got to try and, where do you go from, or what do you do? Do you take it? Do you, you can't go back, but can you go back? in a certain way of making it a bit different in certain ways and, and whatever else, you know. It, well, it's, it's, a, it's a mind-numbing thing to try to keep on top of and keep, like, especially like here with NXT, what, you know, everybody says, well, this person should be there. Well, there's we only so much room for so many people yeah. and you've got to give them the, the, the opportunity to, to shine. But if you bring too many people in, then it's, it's every, not everybody gets a chance and it's timing a lot of the times. is bringing the right people at the right time. But, like, how would you stand out? I, I, it's mind-numbing to me, because I wouldn't be here. I, I, there's no way I could... It, it, it was just that I was lucky to be around at the right time, and, and nobody expected anything of me when I was younger. And then I slowly got better, and I slowly got better, and I got... But it was working constantly, all the time, with far better people than me that got me to where I got to. If I was having to, work to, to, to wrestle people of the same skill level I'd have never got to where I got some people mm-hmm. just naturally have great ability right you know and they, they from day one but most of us have to learn this and like and, and it's like nowadays it's unfortunately the people like myself are probably never going to get seen the people who had the same kind of level as me and the same desire as me probably will never get to where they need to go because there's too much good stuff around and people expect too much of you
4: and the industry is attracting like world-class athletes that it never attracted in the past and that's the thing that uh, people don't think about too or as well
3: yeah i mean we've got some you know there's that myth that everything's the same there and that but we it's it's not it's it's some people fall into that that pattern of doing things but you have you know you can create your own styles and do your own things um, there's, there's also there's always going to be you know every company you go to you've got certain guidelines you have to work towards and whatever else but I mean we've got athletes here that are just you know there's we've seen some of them on the show right I mean the incredible athletes like two years ago didn't see you know weren't doing this you know what I mean and now they're they're doing some really cool stuff and and they're just going to get better and better and better.
0: Well got so you know, when um, when you're scouting new talent, is it hard to keep an open mind when your colleagues and peers, maybe have and fans even have so many different opinions on styles, wrestling companies, and wrestlers?
3: Um, I, I keep a completely open mind, and like I say, it's I do look at things in a different way, though. Right? I watch stuff. This is one of the. There's, like I say, I, I enjoy wrestling from anywhere if there's effort. But when I'm looking at it for this. For for, for NXT or for whatever I'm asked to do there's two things that that go through my mind a lot some people can just get over doing anything you know they're they're one in a million right some people can do the exact opposite of what's right and and, and still get over and there's only two things that really matter at the end of the day one is keeping the people who are paying you happy because they don't have to book you people seem to forget that whoever you work for that's the most important thing you've got to do is to keep them out because it doesn't matter how good you are, they don't need to book you. The second thing is is connecting with your audience. But the first thing, uh, that can change that connecting with your audience because if they don't like the way you're connecting and they want to, you to know, do something else, you've got to change. And if you're not willing to change, then you're not going to fit into that company, right? That's just the way it is. But in the entertainment business, it goes for any other form of entertainment. You can do the, You know, you, you can have... Some of the worst singers in the world selling out arenas every night because they're the chosen ones, and some of the best can't put 100 people in a club somewhere. You've got to do that. The other thing, I know the way that we film stuff, like the guys, um, and for certain things, and then the ladies. I look. I, this is the way I look at stuff. What would what will their stuff look like in high definition under slow motion? A lot of people's stuff doesn't look good <laughs> if you actually watch it close up. I'm just not watching the spectacle. Sometimes I have to turn somewhat something in my brain off. Does their stuff look good enough to hold up under a high definition in slow motion? Because what do we love to do at every opportunity? Is show things in slow-mo. And, yeah. and, and, and then you can see through a lot of people's stuff when it's under those conditions. You know, me and, um, me and uh, Triple H had a conversation about about six years ago now when he was first, you know, we were getting together about doing this thing and he was, you know, thankfully asked me to be
4: a part of it with him. When you, we're having a conversation... You're talking about when, when when he was reha- when he was re- redoing the, the whole developmental system yes, and turning yes. it from FCW into NXT?
3: And we've always had the same kind of ideas about stuff to, to a degree, but I, it, I, this is somewhat the conversation we were talking about all these incredible dramas that you see on TV yeah. at the moment you know whatever it was at the time Boardwalk Empire or whatever else and there was you know The Sopranos and Breaking Bad and all that and and we both were like having a discussion that when when you see any of these shows from the smallest to the biggest of all not one person ever looks out of place and that's what we want this to be yeah Everybody not one person needs to ever look out a place. Um, if they're if they're to be somewhat a part of the show. And and it's it's that constant finding people and, and finding what works and what doesn't and you know, because are you ever gonna get there? Are you ever gonna get the perfect everything? Probably not. But that's 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 something that, and that's good because that keeps you occupied and keeps your mind working about how to get to get there, but that is one of my key things of keeping it. it it's it's sometimes it, it is notoriety that will get you to, me to note it, but I know I know every, what everybody's doing anyway. I mean, that's my job, yeah. right? Yeah, um, so it, it's but then there's other people that you go, Well, on, am they, yeah, they're great, but if they came here now, they're gonna they're not gonna get used at the moment. So, yeah. are they better off just staying out there? They may not think they are, but. In the long run they'll be better off staying out there and working all these different shows and different people and different styles and whatever else because I know in two years that that will make them a far but because I know from personal experience that's what happened to me working in different places with different people and whatever else got me to get noticed to come to America in the first place you know so it, and and it's it's a non-stop you know but that sometimes you just see somebody and just go well that's 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 that. That, you know they've got whatever it takes, and they may may not be the best in the room, It doesn't matter. It's that connection. Look at the way people react to them. Look at the look at the people's look at the difference in the in the way people look at that person to, to the way they look at that person, whatever it may be. So yeah. it, it, there's no formula to it. Isn't it? There's never going to be a formula. Anybody, I, I'm sure you're the same, Sean, because me and you sort of have somewhat of, a lot of the same ideas. Any any old wrestler that's telling you that there's formulas to this have just never done this long enough. Yeah. It, it, you know they really yeah. you know it, it's it's whatever works and what, whatever can you connect with or you've just got to be willing and open minded to change. And people are telling you this is the only way it works, and no, it isn't. You know, there's always some people can do the, you know, the exact opposite of everything that would put you would think would work, and it works, and that that's all that matters. Yeah, you can't, I, I don't go. I don't go in. I go into a completely open mind to what you know. It's not like oh, they've got to be great wrestlers and all that because it's nonsense. Yeah, even, know, if the best rest, even if I don't, even if I don't get it, all best wrestlers that I know in the world don't do five things. Yeah, the people who I really rate <laughs> as the I, best storytellers and that it's all the in-between stuff that they do. Yeah. That's the, the, that's the, that's the good stuff that you don't, you know. That, so it, it, it's or is is it an incredible move Is it just that? You know, that, that look in your eye, my, my, I truly believe that, that people have figured you out about a third of the way down the ramp. Yeah. If they're going to like you or not. If you don't come out there, and some people don't even have to do this. They can, they don't. They connect anyway, but as for a regular person, which I am, I'm just a normal person. You've got to make yourself somewhat extraordinary to to, to, to be in, to stand out in whatever form it may be.
4: Yeah.
3: Something if that you I... you walk out there and you, yeah. you haven't got that look in your eye, like, I'm here to... to, to to, to, you know, to, to beat somebody, people pick up on it, you know, and they certainly pick up on it on TV because the first thing that, as you walk through that, that curtain and that camera's in your face, people can read you, whether they realise it or not, subconsciously, they can exactly. read, like, what's going on, like, this lady thought was here to, to actually fight somebody. And that can be enough to connect you to and, and keep it keep going, right? Set way doing this, it it worked
4: on many different levels. Well, I I remember like uh, when we were at PWG, you you noticed that um, Flash Webster Morgan, that kid with the with the, the with mod. the mo- with the motorcycle helmet, like well, the punk gimmick or whatever that is. He's like a mod. Yeah, he's, but... a, mo- he's a mod. How dare you, punk <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, I remember you telling show, him.
3: At least not not oh, your English subcult. I, <laughs> I apologize.
4: I apologize. I remember you telling him that you know, you know, you, people like you, and that does, and that's really hard to get people to like somebody right off the bat like that. I remember you noticing that about that kid.
3: Yeah. So we were talking about flesh, and it was, uh, you know, he he sold, and he fought back, and he had fire in his eyes, and he connected. Yeah. Because he he did that, and 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 that was basically all he did. Um, but he connected with with everybody in a big way that night, and it, it's like everybody's got a different way of doing it, right? You know, some people it's a incredible moveset some people it's yeah. being aggressive, some people it's doing a may, you know, whatever it may be, uh, being entertaining. And uh, it, it was very noticeable that people, when he walked out, I, I, see, I, I'm not just watching what's going on; I'm looking at all the faces. The fans, and it's great to watch that because everybody's so close. I can just look in people's eyes and look at the way they're looking at people and going, yeah, they, they, they look at that. They, 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 you know, there's something about it. They're, they're connecting with this person somehow, and it's 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 great. It's a great atmosphere to watch all that happening.
4: Yeah, there's something that comes off about him that it, it comes off authentic. It doesn't seem like he's trying to be something he's not. I mean, he has a cool yeah. gimmick, the mod gimmick. So I got that right this time. <laughs> But uh, like it's 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 not it doesn't when seem we, like when it.
3: we when we finish this, you need to go and watch Quadrophenia today, okay? And then you'll know what all that's about.
4: Okay, I promise. At <laughs> least I'll at least brush up on it if I don't watch the whole thing.
1: Well, do you think that that match at PWG should have ended with the headbutt right away to Marty, or are you are you happy it went on further? The way I it did? It,
3: I'm I'm happy it went on because people, it would have been a shock yeah. if if it, if, it had, if it had won it with that, it would have been a great shock but people wouldn't have had as much time to invest in him personally if you know I mean it would have been a big big surprise and a big pop but watching him actually fight and fight and come, people were getting more and more into and 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 and, and he was endearing himself more to people as time went on in my opinion
0: so what would you
3: say
0: sorry what would you say is the biggest misconception that people may have on the kind of talent that WWE looks for
3: Oh, well, I think there's a lot of people still think it's all, uh, it's. they want everybody six foot three and uh, six foot three and, and all looking the same, right, with certain physiques and everybody looks and, and wrestles the same, which and, and, which is not the case at all. If you go back probably six or seven years and look at the, the difference in the roster now and the way everybody, and that's on the main rosters as well, there's, there's lots of different shapes and sizes there's lots of different skill sets as you know it, it's i think a lot of people don't actually look what's going on or it's too easy to just make a blanket statement and say well this is what everybody does well I'm not do you are you actually watching what we're doing or are you watching what's going on um but i you know i'm not going to get into too too deep a detail and that's other people are going to make their own minds up about what they want to what they think right so it's not for me to tell them
4: this you know what uh, denise's question just now made me think of this and 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 i've been critical of wwe in the past and you actually talked to me about this a couple of times and i was critical of like um okay and we're not bringing any names up here okay, okay? no names being brought up okay. um uh, uh that you know certain pe- certain wrestlers that wwe passed on and didn't end up bringing in, even though they might have actually initially, you know, told them they were going to give them a, a developmental deal or something like that. And it just seemed like insane that they would pass up on uh, on some of this okay. talent. But there's reasons that, you know, can't sometimes can't be talked about. This, this,
3: there's a lot of reasons that you can't talk about. But believe me, if you think we haven't gone out there to try to some people are busy, they're, they're, they're tied up with other people people that if if you think that we're not going after the best of the best then you'd be very foolish to think so so there's a lot of times for whatever and some people just don't want to come here you know at at this present time because they've got other things that they want to achieve there's there's several people out there you know I I know I've got goals set they're younger and I've got goals set I'd like to go and do this first please go and do it that's what I always tell people go and do all that first because you're only going to be better for it the more you spend that you know the more experience you get so there's a lot of times when there's people you think why are they not here Why? well you think we haven't tried but we have and then there's a reason that they can't and, and that can come in many many forms um, and, and it's just the way it is you know and unfortunately you've just got to Keep your mouth shut and, and take it and, and, and be the bad guy a lot of the time. So sure,
4: <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's the thing is like you know, uh, if people think these things, but um, you know, when when we were wrestling full time, Steve, like half of the crew that we worked with couldn't pass a physical now, at least. No,
3: no, and and that's just the way. But that you you know, it's all that. Right? It, it's no good being well. Back in my day because it's just right. different. It's not. This job's different, yeah. and it's, it's not backing, and it's different. And you've got to, you, you, you can go, yeah, but this, and yeah, but no, it doesn't matter, yeah, but it is what it is, and we've just got to make it work. Whatever guidelines you're given, whatever, you know, health you know, procedures you have to go through, whatever background checks you've got to go through, if you don't match up to what is laid down, you. that's it. It's not happening. And, and it's no good going. Yeah, but if it doesn't matter. That's what's on the on the plate. There's no exceptions to that. Yep. Um, and, and, that and it's I, I don't get into arguing about. It. That's that's not that's that's something, you know. It, it's it's a public company that's sort of you've got to stick to rules. And if people want to just why waste why waste a second of your time worrying about
4: or moaning about? Well, yeah, but they should do this. They should do that. Yes, sure. But, that's not the way it is yeah well i just you wanted know, to, i just wanted to bring that up because i was one of the guys that was was criticizing here and there for why how come this things didn't work out with this guy or how come they're not bringing this guy and it and it's not it's kind of not fair you know when when we don't really know the whole story and that's yeah, but, i just wanted to bring that yeah, the up. the whole so.
3: point the whole point is being being isn't it, you know you can never worry about things being fair in life right it's just mm-hmm. the way it is and it just is what it is, and so it's it, it, it. That's just all it is, and you just gotta you make. There's people that, that get here, they're, they're here because everything's worked out for them, and then there's people that won't get here because everything didn't. Yeah. And then you, you you make the best of whatever opportunities you get, and you, you you get on with it from there, right? And and that's all there is to it.
0: You recently had a trip to Japan. Is there a difference when you're scouting Japanese talent versus American talent?
3: Not really, because I, I you know, I, I, it's it's the same principles. Of, uh, my, my, when, I, when you hear about me going, that, I, um, when you when you you hear about me going to places, a lot of the times it's not looking for people. It's just knowing what's available and knowing who's out there in case. There's a reason that we can pull off a lot of the things that we manage to do in, in talent development, which is a very small group of people. We pull off these tournaments in literally get them put together and but it's because of all the all the, the, the own work that's gone into it. So it, just in case, what happens if we get asked for that? What happens if we get asked for that? Yep. You know, there was a week in, in Japan, like 10 days, where because of the the junior tournament, there was... Eight different shows from eight companies in in, in the Corrigan Hall in a week. There's no, and I had a, I had like a, a bit of free time. There was no better time for me to go and see over a hundred different wrestlers, and you know, thirty of them from different countries, just to see them. Because I I don't think I can get a, a real read on people till I see them in their environment, in front of a live crowd. That's just my personal opinion. I can I can see people who got skills on tape, but then next, looking in the people back to that stuff i look in the in the fans and in their eyes and how they're really connecting and am i getting a true read on this because you don't always get that when you watch watch a film and so it's just getting prepared what happens if the next thing i I, I get asked to do or not me but the 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 talent okay we need a a, an asian tournament well i've got to know who's who who could actually be a part of that and, and you know, like the thing with the UK stuff last year, people saying, why didn't you use that Why did you use this person one, some of the people weren't available, but then another thing was, you can only feature so many people in any tournament, you can only, you know, you're going to get down to eight straight away, or whatever it may be, right? Yep. But the other fellas, they've all got to be out of carry their bit of it, and sometimes it's a geographical thing, you have to bring people in, as with the Cruiserweight uh, tournament, you have to bring the two hundred and five thing bring people in from different countries. Well, you're limited on certain countries, but you want to get as many as possible. Yeah. But if you if you're going from one place, my thing, you know, and another thing is, I, I do like wrestlers to look like wrestlers.
4: Yeah.
3: And so and so does Triple H. They should look like they can actually have a fight with somebody, right? So, especially in a tournament, you shouldn't be in a tournament if you don't look like you can beat anybody. Because why would why would anybody book you in that tournament? That's just my personal way of thinking that's you,
4: you, you know I, I call these guys cosplayers it, steve i call them cosplayers <laughs> because they like okay they dress up they do all this stuff that you know that they did go you know from what they see on tv but they don't look the part like you're saying and that's and that's i know you know i don't begrudge people from wanting to be in wrestling but like do Absolutely the work they no good for them i mean
3: hey anybody who has I, i'll give anybody my my time and you know and help any because you never know what they're gonna be yeah. If they take a little bit of it and, and, and you know, I'm happy to help anybody and, and give the same advice to anybody, if you can take it, because I was, like, didn't look the part and was rotten when I was, you know, a youngster, and then you, you sort of, you learn things and you move yeah. on and you either change or you don't, and if you don't, then you're probably not going to go too far, but, I, but also, like, with the UK guys, I knew, if nothing else, I could tell all them fellas, look, fellas just go out and knock, <laughs> knock the hell out of each other right Because I know they were all physical fellas that could get stuck into each other and not be frightened of it yeah. at the end of the day because sometimes things you know whatever happens you know the match is not going so well I just start getting stuck into each other because at least it'll look physical and that, that'll that cover a lot of things sometimes it, it's but if you've got it's it, it's all you know I, I, there's no just throwing stuff against the wall it, it's sort of in my twisted logic, yeah. it's somewhat thought about and set, in and, and 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 all of us—not me—I mean, I'm just part of a, a team, and, and we all sort of have that kind of thing that we, we're trying to make make it look that the product look as, as it may not be the most spectacular match, but at least it looks like two people who are competing because that's what we seem to forget a lot of yeah. the time.
4: Yeah, but one of we the are, most spectacular-
3: we are we are portraying, we're portraying professional fighters, right? And if you're not in that ring looking across to that person across the other side of you without looking in your eyes, this person can stop me eating tonight. If I don't beat this person, I'm not going to make any money or I'm not going to move up the card. And if you don't carry yourself like that, because that's, you know, when I hear people say, well, we, we had a cold match, we've got no story. It winds me up to death. You, you've always got a story. The story is you've got to beat that person in front of you,
2: because
3: yeah. if you don't, you're not going to eat tonight. It's, yeah. it's a very simple. St- Anything else you get to work with is a bonus.
2: How do you? Anything bro-
3: after that is a complete and utter bonus. You've got to, to play with. That is the thing. Is I've got. I'm here to, to compete against this person and beat them. And we, we seem to that that seems to have lost. They seem to be lost on a lot of people. I want. I want to, you know. I I, I I you know, use that same Thing all the time. I know a fight scene in a movie isn't what it's supposed to be, but I want to buy into it while I'm watching it. Sure. Now you can have entertaining fight scene, and you can have things that are completely in our in our world. We can have things that are completely ridiculous, but you can only do them every now and then. You can't have a full show full of that. Well, it's like a Jack, it's with, like
4: a Jackie Chan fight scene. I mean, there's different kinds exactly. of fight scenes.
3: Right. You know. And and my my thing with 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 a good wrestling show is, should be. Like the circus, you know. If you go to the circus as a child, you love it all. When you get grow- when you grow up and and you go with your with your children, you want to see things that you know. You see things that you've never seen before. You see incredible feats of athleticism. You see incredible high flying things that are, uh, blow your mind. But as a grown up, at the end of the night, I want to see or think that some poor fella going to get eaten by a lion. <laughs> and if I don't have that bit of belief, bull- I know it's never going. to... Especially me, because you know it's never going to happen, right? I, right. I know because I've worked with a lot of circus people, right? Lions are as tame as But I still buy into it if they do it right. Right. It's like the iWire Act. They, they, these people are professional. They're never, ever going to wobble on that wire. But that's why they throw it in because you go, oh, and gasp. And it you, works. They've got you for that second. <laughs> they've got you for that second. And that's, that, that is that. something that just creates these moments and make people feel emotion and, and whatever else it might be.
5: Yeah. um you've said that you didn't get to your best wrestling until you were 40. so now it's a yeah. couple, couple of years removed from that do you think you can still go now
3: no um and under no illusions or kid me so i i, I would say probably 38 40 and, and i I think like as far as where I wanted to get to and and as far as everything that I'd always tried to get to I was probably doing when I in my, in my last run on ACW was and you know the style of uh, and and probably the stuff that I was doing with CM Punk afterwards and that that was this I I think it was raw over the championship IC championship it it, it was aggression and, and 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 just me being relaxed when I went to the I'll be the first to admit when I went to the WWE in 2000 um my wrestling wasn't anywhere near what it should have been um and a lot of it was I was trying to fit in I I was trying to be too because I'd been in a lot of trouble for a couple of years before that I tried to just fit in and and live events were never a problem to me but TV I was trying to do everything and I I, I I felt like I was very robotic I didn't have my robe which they didn't want me wearing a robe which is my it's a weird thing. I'm a completely different wrestler when I have my robe, <laughs> because that's my that's my act. That's the best bit of my act. I used to say that. You, you might as well go home after I take the robe off, because I get you know I get all my little stuff. Live events, I was always comfortable. TV, I was more robotic and not being what I could be. Um, I really I felt love like that I stuff. I just you were... got to the point where I just went, "That's it. I'm just going to do me and go back to the way I used to be when I was on my best yeah. game, probably like ninety 96 in WCW, I was sort of really at a, a, gu- a good peak there, the way I was doing stuff. But I think I it got I got even more aggressive and, and as far as the style and, and whatever else, and just the facials and the and the character and that when I was about 40. When it, but also my body was going at the time. You know, I had a lot of health issues going back um, quite a while and different, but I didn't realize how bad my neck was at the time because I, I had no neck pain. But it was effective Like my arms started to go, and I didn't have strength in my arms. I, I, I torn one bicep years ago, um, and then I tore the other. You know, I, nobody knows a lot of this stuff. But like, I, it was about that time. I was 39 or 40. I tore my other bicep and my pec. So that's when all my like, I couldn't literally couldn't do anything upper body for, for that, not not several years after that. So that's when you start looking bad and then like I just hadn't got sort of the it sort of got there but then I I realized you know this isn't I'm, I'm I'm it's getting harder and harder and so when they took me out of wrestling I was pretty much you know it's 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 time to go and I've done a few things on, on NXT and they were if I could do that style of stuff they those long storytelling matches and very de- you know but i'm just I, w- I was always just a plodder, I just plod I'm not like a you know I'm nothing special. i I've got no great ability or anything. I can just do what I do and do it half decently i, I could probably get through you know I know I could get through stuff now, but why yeah. i i I'd set out to have all I wanted was a career in wrestling I was happy working on a carnival I thought it was wonderland and i i was I, I thought I didn't want to do anything else but that. Everything else has been a bonus after that. Every little bit I've had after that has been a complete and utter bonus. Mm-hmm. So i went to 40 countries in my life. i I've, I had a 30-year career. I, I thought at first I just wanted a 20-year career once, and then I got another solid 10 full-time, full-time career for 30 years, which most people never get, you know. And then, then did everything I could ever want. I know I, I don't. I'm not competitive, so I was never chasing that. You know, which is not a good thing, really. You you need that competitive edge in this business. I was never chasing to be the the man, which I know you've got to be, but I was quite happy just, you know, doing my stuff and whatever else. It was time to go. and, And, like, it was, you know, I'm not... That's why I think... I, I, it's probably easy for me to, to to be in the job I'm in because I'm not like, oh, I could do better than these fellows. No, I know I, I couldn't. I couldn't do what these fellows do right, now. That's how I feel. So far superior to me athletic-wise. I can teach them things, that detail-wise, and I can teach them things psychology-wise, and maybe add a bit more aggression to stuff. But as far as the ability that these fellows have, it's, and, and ladies as well, it's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. The yeah. quality of people, now.
4: Hey, hey Steve, when when uh you know, back when you were in W C W you kind of made me think of this. Uh you were one of the few guys that were on the list of uh Inoki's last opponents and your match with him, the finish of that match, you were I, I'm pretty sure you were telling me that that was legit, right? The chokeout.
3: Yeah, well that was that was the, the, the finish. and I and I knew he wanted you know, I was gonna tap. I wasn't gonna tap. And I knew it would just be better if I didn't I, I just thought this all be and you know I've been put out before it you know it's not like probably nowadays you know better than it's probably not a smart thing to do right but I didn't at that time and I knew it would be over really quick and it was he put it on and I didn't tap when I was out um before I knew it um but yeah I, I was very fortunate you know that that he picked me for number seven to be his uh on his final 10 countdown because he, you know he, he, he liked that i was the last of that, that sort of that british sort of style that was yeah a, a big thing in japan with the robinson people that i was the only one around doing it at the time so it, it was um I, I was very happy you know and it, it's at the end of the day who, who my age can say that they, 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 they fought somebody that fought muhammad
4: ali i know right <laughs> that's incredible
1: that's so awesome. With your long career and how much you've done, has there been any talk about doing a documentary on you or a WWE Network special about your life and career?
3: Uh, not really. They did it like a, a thing a few years ago. It was like a 10-minute piece that was they still get shown, I think, on the network. Just There's one of me and one of Goldust where they, they just show it when they need to fill some time. And, and They were showing it. I don't know if it still gets shown, but no, nobody's ever really brought that up at all So, you know, I mean uh, uh, well, I, I'm just, I was just a bit player in, in the show You know, I, I've never bought into I was never a major thing I was just a bit player in a show that stuck out Because I, I did entertaining stuff People sort of, you know At the time a lot of people don't know You're just there But like now people seem to recognise more what I did Than what I did when I was doing it yeah. Because they go back and what and they go, Oh, yeah, he was entertaining. God. that's the great greatest compliment I get now is people keep saying, God, I hated you when I was a kid. I didn't you know, and I go, Thanks, that was the old point. You know, hey. that was that was what I tried to do, you know.
4: Steve, how did you find the the right uh, balance between levity and seriousness in your matches? Uh because it's perfect. I mean, it, it ended up being perfect. Really, I never. Th- I, I honestly
3: never thought about it. I just did what what instinctually came to yeah. me. I, I'm. 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 There's a lot of things that people. You know, I, I'm. I'm quite happy to. You know, I know all my. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. A lot of things I can just do and 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 have instincts to do, but I couldn't tell you. You know exactly when. Oh, there's, like I said, there's no formula to me. Right. Some people can give you a, some people can, they're very good at giving you a perfect formula about when to do stuff. I was never any good at putting matches together. I can just go out and wrestle, and no. if I'm on with somebody who knows, can do the same, and but they've got more of an instinct of knowing when to do the right thing at the right time because I never set a lot of stuff up. I just went out and just did my stuff. Then it worked good. If I wasn't, then it'd come off. It'd be okay, but it'd just be just there kind of thing it'd be a match right i mean but it, it, it was um i you know i i'll admit i can't do finishes. i can't put lay i'm marvel at people who can do that stuff but i can add detail like yeah. my, my thing is detail okay well if you just did that there or just did that there when i'm, I'm helping people um or just have you tried this Have you, you know think about this for this camera shot here oh yeah i never thought about that right we'll just try that there I, I can help people with a lot of that, but I was just a just a, a a person who had somewhat of an instinct of what I could do and what I couldn't, knowing when to do it and when I couldn't do it, and and hopefully it sort of, you know, you end up like I remember seeing an interview with Michael Caine. At the end of the day, he took any movie that that was given to him, yep. so he ended up. And, and at the end of the day people just remember the good ones so we, you you told <laughs> you know, me that I, I didn't, i've done an awful lot of, an awful lot of rubbish uh, or not rubbish but you know just, just just their stuff but then i've done a lot of things that stick out if you if you are back because of it being aggressive or, or or comedic or whatever else um so it just uh, uh, just a lot of instinct and luck i suppose
4: that that Michael Caine anecdote you told—I remember you telling me that many many years ago. Actually, that stuck out in my mind. I've actually told other yeah. people that. Yeah.
3: Can can, can does anybody remember that? remember all the good They ever remember *Jaws* four? What? The, 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 you know if you talk about him, you, yeah. you, you always talk about the good films. You ever talk about *Jaws* four?
4: Oh, *Jaws* the four. The oh yeah. No. Right? Yeah. Not at all. No. Right. For, for right. Exactly.
3: And there's one he did, I don't know, I can't even know, know the name of it, but there's one, I think it's called Bullseye, maybe. Him and, him and uh, Roger Moore, possibly one of the worst movies ever made. Um, but nobody remembers him, right, because he's done enough good stuff. And so there's a, there's a somewhat myth about how good I am, but if, if you talk to people, because I could take, show you a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think that. And a lot of people, it's it's weird because a lot of people, the most people that ever watch wrestling would have been watching me on TV when I was at, when I think was the worst part of my career as far as wrestling wise, which was the the first couple of years I was on TV in WWE in 2000. Huh. They remember me for pulling faces, but if you just happened to catch the wrestling stuff, it was me when I felt like I was very robotic and plodding and, and not kicking into gear at the right times and stuff. So, you know, some people have that view of me. So other people remember me for the wrestling. Most people remember me for pulling faces.
0: Regal, you've done some incredible stuff with NXT, as we know, but I want to know, what would you say are some of the pros and cons of NXT being seen as a third brand versus a developmental?
3: Uh, I don't look at it like any of that. I I mean, I know other people do. It's just we all work for the same company, and whatever I'm given, I just make it work. Yeah. You know, like that's just the way I am. You know, it's not like a... Uh, we we have a show and we make it work and we do our best to make it work and that's all I can do I don't don't worry about it being you know uh, we try and do the best shows we can do and anything you're given that's my, you know, anybody who talks to me whatever whatever it is, just make it work whatever, just let's just make it work you're given anything, let's make it work so it's it's I, I never look at it like that. I just, it, it's, I, we all get paid by the same, you know, from the, the same company, and we, we we should all be trying to make it. Whatever we give them, whatever part of it we're in, we should just
4: be making it the best we can make it, and that's all it is.
2: So i I
4: don't have a better answer for you. Oh, it's, hey, you, um, you guys hold up as long as you could on, on letting Oscar go up to the quote-unquote main roster, huh?
3: Well, that's not me. That, that's not a call on me, yeah. But yep. yes.
4: Yeah, I just remember Paul say I, I just remember Hunter saying, you know, uh, that that was the one that he didn't he didn't want to let go uh, if he could help it.
3: Yeah, I mean, and it, it's worked out great, you know, because she's, you know, like it's, she's just been fantastic for us at NXT.
4: This is and the one so, time. Uh, this is the one time I thought they did that winning streak uh, gimmick correctly.
3: It's been very, very well, right? and and it, it's worked out great.
4: Cause if, if you if you don't uh you know like if if you don't have like some skills to back it up like once you lose that first match and that winning streak you're done
3: yeah yeah right i i apologize ladies and gentlemen but i am at nxt tv as we speak and i yes. have got to go i didn't realize it was the time that it is we've been on for I'm, quite a while right yeah um, thank
1: you for um, giving us all
3: your I'm time i'm so
4: happy that you came on steve please um i'm so happy man like our time is the most valuable commodity we have and i uh, appreciate you giving us some of it man
3: do i get to get is this the time when you ask me if i want to plug anything
4: i was just yes. about to yeah well that's yes. what they my my team actually does that you have a okay, you have well, a show I, coming up right a live show in sheffield oh
3: yeah oh yeah Yeah. no the only thing i want to plug really is i'm starting up a new business and if anybody wants to invest in it i'm uh I'm I'm opening up a factory that makes custom coat hangers for hunchbacks. So um, I think it's a niche market. It is. So if you want to get in on the ground floor, just get me on Twitter.
4: Hunchbacks. The hunchbacks in wrestling could never get beat, right? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. So that so do you have a a website for the for your new business? Are, uh, can you give us a website? Just get me
3: on Twitter. It's not gone that far yet. Oh, okay. It's at the stages, you right. know? And I've also got some lovely jam that I've made just for sale. If you want that as well. Okay. Some, uh, yeah, that's okay. about it really.
4: And and we're and we're not going to talk about the live show you have coming up uh, a, a, an audience with, in in England. No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, um, thank you so much, Steve. And, uh, no, actually,
3: I will, I will give that a plug, because okay. Chris, Chris Brooker, who does it with me, is just probably, if he's listened to this, he's just probably fell over. <laughs> uh, it's on the 4th, 4th of November at Sheffield City Hall. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Um, so it, it'd be lovely to see. It's the only one I'm doing this year in England, because uh, nice. I haven't had any time, and we're just squeezing one in before we do... TVs in, in Manchester that following week because i got a tryout to do there. So, uh, yeah, that'll be it this year. It's the only one I'm doing and uh, it be lovely to see anybody that comes. There's always something interesting on those shows and plenty to talk about so yeah. I love
4: doing them. Great. Cool, man. Hey, I'll see you soon, right? All right. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, man. Have an awesome day.
1: Thank you, Mr. Regal. Thank you. Wow.
4: Thank nice. you. Bye. Amazing. All right, man. Well, um, we're gonna that that went fairly long. Amazing, and it just seemed like and it was about half kept, an hour.
1: Yeah, we could have kept going.
4: Yeah, uh, we're gonna take a break right now, and we're gonna come back, and uh, we're gonna talk about a few news stories, and, uh, and then we're gonna end the show.
5: What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from
0: The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the Mad Millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Magrasso, here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio,
1: right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means.
4: All right, we're back.
5: Awesome. On,
4: I was gonna say we're back on XPOC one two three sixty, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> <Why now?
5: laughs>
4: so you were, you know, we're doing this uh, new segment a little bit out of order. Well, not a little bit, definitely out of order. Because I told I told uh, Sir William King, is he, he's a king now, right? Yeah, he's a king. Yeah. <laughs> I told King Regal that uh, three o'clock Eastern time. Which is, was an hour earlier than I should have told him. Yeah. So we're doing the news now, but it worked out. Yeah, and it's um, a great. Interview. I'm so grateful that he came on, and I just want to uh, apologize to ev- all the listeners and uh, and viewers that uh, I kept stepping on, on uh, the king. Well, not the <laughs> king Jerry Lawler. You know, I kept stepping on. I was his, You know, he, I, I was getting impatient with wanting to to, uh, add to the conversation. I should have just, shut up.
1: (laughs) It's your show, man. You do what you want.
4: Yeah, but anyways, uh, I just, I know I don't don't like that, and I don't like listening to other people do it. So uh, to everyone listening, um, once again, I apologize. Hey, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. I've been waiting for this story all weekend. So I do. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do the news first. Oh, oh really? Now oh, yeah. we're all
5: left in <laughs> anticipation. <laughs> oh. Wow. Um, well, there's a fight brewing for the too sweet hand gesture. Um, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, the Young Bucks might be in some trouble because of them using the too sweet hand gesture. Uh, WWE is saying if they don't stop, they have to pay 100, 150k in damages. And they also have to sign an agreement agreeing that they won't use that gesture anymore. So that's kind of the latest. Well, they don't
4: have to do anything. That's the thing. I mean, that's just what the, the, you know, the complaint or how, whatever you want to call it says in the cease and desist letter. Um, I thought it was, uh, I, I'm i not surprised by that. Is anybody else? No. Yeah.
1: And, you I, keep poking that bear, it's yeah, eventually going to attack. I but, think
5: because of last week, I think if they didn't do what they did last week, then yeah. this probably wouldn't have come. Because I feel sure. like they've been using it for a while.
1: Yeah. TK so. and, G- and, and is referencing them showing up. At the Ontario
4: Raw. Yeah, the, the quote-unquote invasion. But, okay, and, and so once the cease and desist letter came out, the real one, not just the, the Not one the storyline one for yeah.
1: being
4: the elite. Uh, so once the word got out about that, okay, my Twitter is just lighting up that somehow I have a say-so in the matter. <laughs> well, you're one of
1: the OGs <laughs> Well, opinions. I was the
4: one that came up with the, you know, I was the first the one... The Turkish Wolf, right? That's where it comes from. It. I don't even want to talk about where it came from, but... Uh, um, yes, i was since I was the first one to introduce it into the wrestling lexicon. is that the proper terminology yeah. sure uh yeah,
5: but you've it. also said um, on the show before, I believe that you it it's almost like you don't mind them using it
4: I don't, but it's not but guess what I don't run w w e so whatever I think doesn't mean shit know, to everyone be- out there listening and watching. Okay, yeah, I and and you know my friends don't really care either. But guess what? WWE, uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, seems to I
5: want you all to of a sudden <laughs> WWE for some reason. for a day that would be like a good show. Oh my god!
4: <laughs> See, it's just it's not. I'm not cut out for that, and I know that. It's just like when uh, when when uh, Mr. Eagle was talking about how you know there's certain things that he was never good at, and uh, there's certain things I've never good at, never will be. And that one of them would be running a big company.
5: <laughs> well, uh, uh, Matt uh, tweeted about an auction. So essentially they, they said, okay, this is a cease and desist, yes. so they're auctioning off the gear. Yeah. Um, with the gear that they did auction off, they donated it to benefit the children's health care yes. of Atlanta. So that was pretty... I Very mean, cool. I don't think WD would shut down.
4: They're not out. going... Yeah. No, of course not. Uh, and, uh, and those guys are brilliant. Um, yeah, they had a
1: brand new shirt up right yes. away.
4: And they're not... And if anybody thinks that... The only reason they're over is because they did pointed their crotch and were saying "suck it" and too sweet. I don't. I disagree. I mean, yeah, they co-opted those things, but they don't need them to be over. And and really, uh, the, those guys doing that uh, m- help make us uh, keep us relevant. You know, people still talk about us a, a, a lot in part because of that. So let's not forget about that. You know And uh, next subject
5: uh, Your favorite Fan favorite for you I think uh, Mae Young Classic finalist Has been signed to WWE So Shayna Baszler Has been has officially been fl- uh, signed She's been uh, spotted At the Performance Center Yes um, So I know you tweeted about that A while ago But I guess we all knew That was going to happen Of right? course so, no.
4: Yeah Yeah I, I looked at that And, and okay Kairi saying mm-hmm. Okay yeah cool she won she won it and and she's money she is and like like everything about her like the presentation the whole deal with the 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 ship wheel yeah yeah. yeah, all of that so cool um that being said i think that um kind of like the american idol sometimes the the winner isn't the one that becomes the biggest star definitely maybe second third runner up yeah you know so i think that's going to be the case here I don't sure. know.
0: Kyrie Sane is super over though. She even had sure. that huge buzz, even though b- before she even came into the May Young Classic. So, um, but anyways, that's I think it's super cool though.
4: Oh, uh, she's gonna be a big star too. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this girl right here, sure, this man. girl right here. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder
1: who their first plan of who they're gonna put her against. Like, is she gonna come in and go right up against? Uh, uh, what do they call her? They renamed Daria uh, Sonya Deville. No. Because she's an MMA person, are they going to, like, build them to going against each other in a big MMA-style fight? Or are they going to put huh. them together as a team or maybe a, a woman's faction of just badass girls that right. are coming to kick ass and take names kind well, of Well, it's thing? interesting
5: because um, TMZ, I think we got um, – oh, my gosh, I just lost track of her name um, – Vince McMahon's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, McMahon, at the airport, I just slowly lost track of her name, Um, at the the airport, and they asked her about Ronda Rousey and all that stuff, and they were kind of like hinting at possibly Ronda coming back for WrestleMania, so that might be a storyline as far as, you know, everybody's kind of going against Shayna, then you get to WrestleMania, and now it's kind of like a big big brawl, which would be interesting, and then Charlotte, we also got Charlotte too at the airport, and she said, you know, she's She's here, you know. i You can find me, pretty much, to Ronda <laughs> Rousey. So, which is pretty cool. I know it's. I know it's a storyline, but it's really, I love when you know women are badasses and. Here's the and thing, they talk the talk.
4: Okay. These girls are, obviously, toughest toughest women on face of earth, in my opinion. Coming out of MMA. Mm-hmm. Step into a w into a, a pro wrestling ring in front of a big crowd, all that shits out the window. It's just, it's a totally different ball game. Uh, I, you talked to King Mo about that.
5: Yeah, I, to, I totally agree. I, I respect, it's, I guess it's in any profession. You can't yes. just be in one profession and think, oh, you're an athlete here, and therefore you can go somewhere else. The pressure, so, the yeah. pressure is
4: so intense, and I suppose when you're brand new, and, uh, and you, you're, you can freeze out there. And that's what happens a lot, and you will get your lunch eaten, no matter how tough you are. It happens. I've done it. You know, and some of the people I've done it to would kill me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all so, right.
5: We'll, we'll see what happens with all that. And um, kind of some sad news to end off that. A well-known announcer has passed away, uh, Lance Russell. Uh, he passed away at 91. Yeah. Uh, professional wrestling announcer, best known for the voice of a sport in the territory surrounding Memphis, Tennessee, and etc.
4: Yes, ma- um in the, in the early, like, in the, in the territory days of, of professional wrestling, when, when uh, you know, when they had the local TV markets, uh, a lot of your wrestling announcers were also, uh, like, weathermen or, or sports announcers, like, on the local news. And that's yeah. where Lance was, uh, came from. And uh, he is legit uh, right up there with the all-time greats when you mentioned Gordon Soly, when you mentioned... Uh, you know, Jim Ross or, or, um, you know, uh, Ed Whalen from Calgary, uh, Sam Menicker, just tons of different guys that, that, uh, you mentioned, and he's right up there with all of them. Just amazing. Go back and listen to some, some, and his interactions with Jerry Lawler, all those guys. <laughs> oh, come on, Jerry, <laughs> you know, or just, I, the, anyways, uh, you know, 91 years old, hell of a run, and uh, I know this hit a lot of people really hard. I know Jim Cornette, uh, obviously Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, I noticed those two guys. My heart hurts for them because I know that their hearts are hurting right now. And uh, uh, Anyways, one of the greatest of all time. Love you, Lance Russell. And uh, I I had the pleasure, remember when I was in the – That Memphis Grizzlies, I was wrestling out there. Yeah, yeah. That's I met on the last one I did. I met Lance Russell for the first time. Awesome. Yeah, and it was such a it was such a privilege. Yeah.
1: And isn't John Cena's character on Southpaw kind of based off
4: him, Lance Catamaran? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure loosely. The way like his cadence and how he talks and. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: like his memory will still live on, and you could see the imprint he's made on wrestling. If people like John Cena are parroting him for a show.
4: I'm wondering when the Memphis wrestling is going to show up on the network.
1: Has anyone mentioned that?
4: No. No? No?
1: Well, I'm hopefully it does. They haven't. Maybe they're working on getting the
5: rights to yeah. all
4: that stuff right now. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh, rest in peace, Lance, Russell, one of the all-time greats.
5: Do you have an announcer now um, that you kind of can't wait to listen to as far as any of the wrestling? Um, uh answers?
4: You know, I I'm, makes, I'm a big like fan. You. I like Morrow. Like you know, I was I was really high on Mauro Ronaldo way before WWE had a, uh, you know, had an eye on him. Is when when he and uh, when he and uh, Josh Barnett were doing New Japan together. I really really enjoyed that that uh, uh, broadcast team. They were great. Uh, there's a lot of great announcers out there. Michael Cole has gotten fantastic over the years. I mean, excellent. But uh um, yeah, anyways, back to Lance. One like, Did I already say he's like legit Crazy. one of the greatest yeah. of all time? Yeah, I know. I just wanted to say it one more time. <laughs> Love you, Lance Russell. So um, it almost makes me feel bad to go from Lance Russell to tell you this story.
5: Oh, your funny story now? Yeah.
4: So, God, it's almost really hard <laughs> now because I'm feeling bad and sad about Lance. Well,
5: maybe hit them where uh sean's do you want me to tell her where sean's gonna be and then yes sorry, all right break up. okay
4: so friday october
1: 7th and saturday <laughs> or friday october 6th and saturday october 7th you'll be at big time wrestling in fremont california uh at big time wrestling on twitter at bt wrestling on twitter uh saturday october 14th you'll be at sold out on weatherford oklahoma you're not wrestling but you're part of uh, the rest of the nwo a lot of them are going to right. be there uh, Scott Norton, Eric Bischoff, Kevin Buck Nash, Buff Bagwell, yeah. So you're doing yeah, like meet all. and greet, sign, take pictures. Awesome. Stinger's
4: gonna be there. Kevin Von Eric, I can't wait to see Kevin Von Eric. That, that's someone I'd love to get on yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I correspond with him a lot, actually. You oh know, yeah. Just private messages and things like oh, that. He's get him on so there. a class act.
1: Such a good dude. His, yeah. his sons are killing it in Japan yeah. right now. Uh, Saturday, October 21st for Pro Wrestling Empire. You'll be in a tag match there. Sunday, October 22nd um, for Powerbomb TV. You're not wrestling. You'll be there hanging out, taking pictures and doing signings. Uh, Sunday, October 29th, Heavy on Wrestling in Duluth, Minnesota. You're not wrestling there as well. As of now, I'm not. As of now. Uh, and then Monday, October 30th, you're doing a seminar yes. at the Academy uh
4: the Academy, Pro, pro Wrestling, Pro wrestling. Ken Anderson and uh Sean, Sean Devari. Molly Holly. Yeah.
1: So yeah, check all those out. Come see Sean. If you haven't subscribed to AfterBuzz' new wrestling channel, please subscribe, like, rate five stars if you're nasty, cool. all that good stuff. Uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
4: Let's get so, story. anyways, uh, once once a month on the last Friday of the month, I, I guest co-host with Nick Hausman from uh, WrestleZone.com, and we do their like, I think it's the daily wz i'm not sure exactly what they call it but usually so it's always real early in the morning and so like until i moved the other day i was my room was actually a movie theater like with a bed in it and uh no lights and just anyways <laughs> all right sometimes i get real long winded with my stories but uh so i usually do i skype skype in for the for the show and you know it's usually a video call where we can see each other, and uh, so we do the show. And okay, okay, I forgot to say the he, Nick told me the video wasn't working. Right, his his video game, so it wasn't on. Like I, I couldn't see him, and so I just you know spaced all that out. And we we do the show, uh, we get towards the end, and I gotta take a piss so bad, <laughs> I gotta pee so bad, and I'm like okay, the show's just about over. And, all right. So I look over, and there's a red solo cup. And so I grab it, and I whip it out, and I'm, pe- I'm peeing. I'm Okay, and so the show's still going on, and I'm still, like, talking, and, you know, Nick's talking, and Court uh, Bauer from Major League Wrestling is on the line, too. And, you know, nothing's, you know, everything sounds normal, and we go off the air, and I check my phone, and, uh, you know, uh, there's a text from Nick Hausman. What the f? the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god!
4: And, he's, and then there's another one. It's like I'm still laughing and I'm still going. What's he? What's he freaking laughing about? And so I call him and he's going, Dude, were you doing that on purpose? I'm like, What? He goes, I, I'm, I could see your dick. Da- I could. S- <laughs> oh my god! And you're p- pissing in a solo cup <laughs> and it's perfectly framed. And- <laughs> oh my god! And he never sold it the whole time we were on the air until oh, we got up. Gosh. He's looking at me pissing in a red solo cup and you never would have known it. No known it. Excuse me. Known it. Oh my god. Yes. So how funny that, is that one? That was just between
5: that's not gonna air anyone. <laughs> it's not like
4: anyone that seen any so of that kind of stuff before. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I was worried about. I wasn't really worried. I just like I I wish I would have actually thought of that. Instead of doing it on accident, because that's something I would have done in a second. Wow. <laughs> what
0: were you gonna say, Denise? I, mean, I was gonna say. So wait, the whole time they could see you and you didn't know? Just, Nick. Or just not, Nick? Okay, not court. Okay, got oh, it. Because oh, I wow. was gonna say like, oh my god, like all
1: these people
0: are
4: just yeah. watching. Yeah. So how do you not? How do you even keep your train of thought right when you're watching somebody piss in a red Solo cup? Oh wow.
1: <laughs> wow!
4: Yeah, so awesome. I had to. I had to be the first one to tell that story. I was gonna have Nick come on so he could tell me his, you know, his version of it. Yeah, oh,
1: we could still have that. <laughs> yeah. Next Anyways, all yeah. right. Wow. This weekend I'm helping Sean move, and he's like, "Oh, I got a really funny story to tell you." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, cool! I can't wait to hear it." And then this morning I pick him up, and he's like, "Oh, that story." I'll wait for the show.
2: No. <laughs> See, he like waiting, waiting for, for it for Yeah, because I've been waiting all weekend to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, that is so sad. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: It was well worth it, though. Yeah. yeah there you go. Wow. Good
4: stuff. <laughs> oh, I, I laugh for it. Even the next day, like, I still laugh. I kind of chuckle every, you know, every couple hours about it. Yeah, because with,
1: <laughs> with your surgery that happened... You, when you have to go to the bathroom, you have to go yeah. to the bathroom. There's no yes. there's no questions of holding it. It's like, no, I got to go.
4: Well, that's the other end. <laughs> <laughs> that Nick Hausman, Nick Houseman, the same guy, was actually my manager the night I tore my ass for the first time. Oh. And he was in the hospital with me. Or no, just in the back. And, and, he, and I actually had him hold a towel between my ass cheeks to keep from bleeding out. Yeah. So that was his first experience with me. Oh,
1: this is a good guy. Yeah, good He's stuff,
4: been right? been through a lot with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right.
5: Wow. Um, your social media? Oh, follow <laughs> yeah, me on Twitter it. at JimboInTheBooth. Oh, and I'll be at
1: uh, New York City Comic Con tomorrow. Come come see me. I'll oh, have a- Xbox stickers. If You're you going to be me, in I'll New York tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to New York. Very cool. Catch the red eye tonight. All right. So, yeah.
0: All right, you guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, and also on YouTube Denise Salcedo, almost at three thousand subscribers, so fingers crossed.
5: Yeah, cool. get her there, people. Nice. <laughs> uh, so you can follow us on AfterBuzz TV. Um, also follow us on Twitter, the real Xpoc IG Pac One Two Three Sixty, um, Facebook. Don't forget to oh. Facebook. Um, don't forget to sign up for the, the newsletter. The newsletter, as well as you can follow me on everything. I'm going to have like different stuff to donate to different charities for Las Vegas, still for um, Houston, Texas, the Caribbean, etc. I have different stuff on my page all the time. If you want to help out that sort of way, um, as well as you can buy all the shirts on Pro Wrestling T slash Sean Waltman and Celebrity VM. You can go on there, Celebrity VM. Um, slash Sean Waltman as well to kind of get uh, some voicemails and all of that good stuff.
1: Do we want to announce who our guest is next week?
4: Uh, in studio. Well, I
1: you teased it. But yeah, you I it did.
4: Was. I'm pretty sure it's going uh, to be the real Morrison and, and Taya Valkyrie. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Together at the same time. Oh.
1: <laughs> the, new, yeah. the newly
4: engaged. So, anyways, you could, did you already say you could follow me at the real Xbox? You said that for me? Yeah. Thanks. Shows you how much I pay attention.
5: <laughs> That's what we're here for. And you can
4: watch me pissing a red solo cup <laughs> at a webcam near you. And, and mm. Among other
5: things. Also, still, <laughs> iTunes, five stars, please. And YouTube, we do read all your comments, so please put your comments up there. Thanks.
4: See y'all next week, right here on Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty. Ha ha. Ha
0: ha ha.
1: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Stitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling, Mark Donica, and the entire Xpoc 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow x on Twitter at the TheRealXPac and email us at xpoc 12360 show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz ya later!